Showmerbyug. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Showmerbyug, the tiny room. I am the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, and I am joined by the man who won his first name in a trial by combat with the actor formerly known as Benjamin Bratt, but now known as Jonathan Bratt. It's Benjamin. He was a little bitch. I got him. Yeah, <laughs> I got either, him. It was either that Ben or I was going to say. I'm joined by the man who is the. He is to podcasting what a milkshake is to a fascist. It's a bit, no, an unnecessary luxury that should be stripped away as a punishment and a means of showing that there's a new regime in town. Very good. No, I meant about the throwing the milkshakes on the fascists. Ah, the, the, the piece of news that happened this week. News. Anyway, Ben, look, we've uh, put up some audio padding and it seems to be working. It seems to be doing a, a right old job. There's, there should be less echo this time, ladies and gentlemen. Should be. <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of action figures just... The action figures disagreed. Took a tumble off the shelf there. Anyway, Ben, would you like to take this opportunity to insert some theme music? (laughs) Theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have any theme music. But I hope someone will make some up for us. Don't wanna name any names Rachel, I hope it's Rachel Very good, excellent Benjamin, it turns out that in the world of Hollywood, Hollywood You're not the only bad egg No, there's quite a few Yes, but specifically yeah. this week there was one the, the the manager one yeah yeah we, it's it's there it's in your notes it's, it's, <laughs> it's in the, the first notes. thing you I didn't know we were doing the first time don't you don't you take that tone with me I in will this, take that in tone this echoless will, room <laughs> it's so echoless in here now there's a lot more severity to insults when they're very depth and mm. bass heavy I will uh, take whatever tone I please <laughs> I suppose it is your tiny room your yeah. Tony room <laughs> um, sorry anyway uh, yeah uh, Stanley's ex manager was arrested for mani- uh, for elder abuse for, for manager managing abuse. Yeah. Um, for elder abuse this week, he was uh, charged last. Uh, sorry, he was um, accused and investigated last week, and now it turns out he was a real bad egg. Sure, he was. He was selling vials of Stanley's blood to sign. God, it was fucked. Was he? <laughs> yeah, he was doing all kinds of weird shit. Selling vials. He was ninety something. He yeah. needed his blood. Yeah, he was signing things in Stanley's blood. He needed his blood though, it's Ben. Fucking weird. Is that how he died? Blood la- lack. Blood, blood lack is a classic, classic. <laughs> Uh, fatal uh, affliction. No, I was looking into it though, but some of the things he did towards the end of his career, he get, he lent his voice to a very strange series of cartoons produced by... Um, the Office thing. Russians. Uh, it was called Bad Days, and it was just a weird superhero comedy. Huh, never seen shitty it. Shitty animation, and he would give his voice every once in a while. So obviously the manager was coming in, getting him to record something into a phone quickly, hmm. sending that off, charging the Russian company... Yeah, a, a hefty sum. It's about time someone scammed Russia, though, rather than the other way around. Yeah, they seem to be doing a lot of. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was comeuppance. Yeah, take that, Russia. That's a, that's the end of us now. <laughs> You're going to get hacked. That's, that's that's the end of us now. <laughs> that was Ben. Ben does a very good imitation of me. <laughs> no, Ben's well. personal email is Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were actually going to do it there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> that would have hurt. Anyway, yeah. So uh, he's been arrested. For a fucking bad egg. Yeah, Screw get rid him. of him. Get rid of him. Yeah, get rid of him. He's not, who's he managing now? Who no, are the I'm other just, old, vulnerable people? Imagine the lads in prison, managing to keep them away. Hopefully, ah, uh, no, he not. won't go to the same type of prison. As no, he's the, going to a nice white collar prison. Yeah. He plays tennis at the weekends. Tennis prison. Tennis prison. Yeah, ten prison. Ben, 
Speaking of taking advantage of old people, uh, Terminator Dark Fate has his first trailer this weekend. <laughs> that was fucking excellent. I'm getting better at the that other was, that, uh, was what, that was fucking brilliant. I love that. Um, Did you see Arnold Schwarzenegger got kicked in the back? Yeah, that was ridiculous. He took it well for Very an older well. man. Well, he's still se- I know, he's 72 or something, but he's still a gigantic man. Yeah, he's still a gigantic and man. And the guy who drop kicked him. Like, was fell. He <laughs> was a little weedy guy. Yeah. Also, the drop kick, Ben, is not the most powerful of attacks. You, like, You're kind of just turning your body into an up-end uh, torpedo. Basically, yeah. yeah. You kind of flap at him with your feet. You want to really keep a point of contact on the ground if you want to hurt someone. Yeah. yeah I think the dick bag was just trying to get famous. Uh, yeah, or mental. Or mental. You could take your pick. He's probably mental. Pro- probably a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. It's a shame Schwarzenegger didn't say, Oh, you son of a bitch! Yeah, and then terminate him. It would have been great. Um, Why did you kick me in the... Th- he's kind of lost his accent now, so it's... Less- yeah, it's, it's a little bit cleaner than yeah. it used to be. Yeah. Go! Go! Get to the chopper! Go! It's not that anymore. No. We don't have that anymore. Anyway, what are we talking about? Dark Fate. Uh, Dark Fate looks looks interesting. It has uh, Gabriel Luna, who was from your favourite show, The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think that's completely untrue, and I think <laughs> any listener that's been with us for a while knows that that's just a Everyone fabrication. Loves the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Ben. It's great. He no, was the Ghost Rider. Um, G- Gabriel Luna's a tool. Um, oh. And his ghostwriter's awful. Oh. Anyway. Um, this unusually personal. Linda Hamilton, look, he stole my milkshake when I was in school, when I was younger. You didn't go to school, Gabriel Luna, in yes, Los Angeles. Yes, I did. He used to come in a little trike on fire. He used to wheel his way in a little three-wheeler. But he all wa- melted and plastic See, Ben, I know that's not true, because he wasn't the ghostwriter until he was about 28 by the looks See, that's of that's what you think, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is so backwards in how it does things <laughs> that he might have been. continuity wrong. might have been. <laughs> he might have been. Um, ben, he's a Terminator, but he's two Terminators. He's he's the classic, um, the, the, the revolutionary sci-fi Terminator uh, from Terminator 2. He's all melty and bendy and mm-hmm. flexy and, you know, all those things. But he's also... The Metal Skeleton Terminator. Classic Terminator. He's two Terminators at the same time, Ben. And he comes in Matt Black. What a twist. What a twist. Matt Black, our friend. Matt Black, not our friend. Um, that's an unfortunate name. <laughs> Matt Black. Yeah. I think it's a great name. Can't take him to a paint shop. <laughs> Matt Black. Well, I'm just, which I'm one so, do you want? <laughs> sorry, I'm just looking for Matt Black. He's just over there. He's yeah. just a Matt. Matt. Matt Black, who owns a paint shop. Oh, Brilliant. I hope so. Um, but look, it... What are we going to say about this, Matt? Michael? What can we say about this? Not Matt Black. What can we say about Terminator Dark Fate? Jimmy C is back on it. Jimmy C taking another no, he's break not. from he's producing. He's producing taking that an, means nothing. Taking another break from Avatar Two. Yeah, whatever that's coming. Um, that's never coming out. Um, taking another break from that. Tim Miller of Deadpool fame. He's is quite directing. good so far. He's he's good. He's good. Uh, Love Death and Robots. Mm. Great series. Mm. Um, so we'll see how that goes. We'll see. We'll Linda see. Hamilton, not looking the most badass. Do you think? You see, I don't know. I I've been soured on Linda Hamilton. Why? Did you watch the TV series Chuck? Yeah, where she was the mum. She was the she was Sarah Connor essentially. Yeah, she doesn't. She's not great, Linda Hamilton. No, she's famous for playing a badass a single character. character. And yeah. um, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to carry across well to her sixties. Probably not. No. Who is the actress playing the the new hybrid Terminator? She was. I can't remember her name. Mackenzie. The face reminded Mackenzie, me. But I couldn't think of the name. Mackenzie something. She was the prostitute in the film Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That's who it was. Thank you. You're all right. Thank you. Is it Mackenzie? You you spin your wheels there. I'm gonna spin my wheels. Look, it's gonna be. It's a classic. We've got to keep you alive. It's a. Uh, 
keepy uppy. Do you think <laughs> with the Terminator in the middle? <laughs> do you think like every Terminator film they've revealed the main twist in the trailer? What where Arnie comes back? Could be that. Could be and that he's she's living in a cabin for some reason. Could be that she's part human, part Terminator. She definitely is. The main twist could even be that uh, Gabriel Luna is two Terminators. That could be the main twist. Two different Terminators. And we're supposed to be surprised by it. Whoa! They've revealed it in the trailer. Yeah. Well, look, Sounds it's good. just a money spinner. I don't know who still watches Terminator movies. I don't know why Terminator movies are still going. Because they make money. Mackenzie Davis. Okay, thank you. Very good. Very very well played there. She's very well played. Canadian there. actor. Um, Best known for playing... I'm just reading Blade. Welcome to Reading Blade Runner, Michael and Ben. Uh, reading, reading Wikipedia. Uh, best known for The Martian. Is you know The Martian? Uh, Blade Runner 2049. That awkward moment. Oh, I know uh, that awkward moment quite well. And a Canadian Screen Award nomination. Well, good for her. Yeah. Good well, for her. She's uh, she's your kind of very modern, sexy, androgynous lady. Yeah, she is very sexy. And very androgynous. And very androgynous. Yeah. Speaking of androgyny, something we forgot to put on the running order, uh, bloody Batwoman's getting her own CW series. Well, we knew that, but the tra- first trailer was released. Very feminist. V- v- painfully. G- approaching... I never thought I would say this. I did. But Captain Marvel, <laughs> in contrast to the new Batwoman travel, is very understated in yeah, its message. In its message, yeah. Um, I can't trust no men to do this. I... What I... I'm not... Can't have people think I'm a man. That's why I'm going to give myself some boob armor and some fancy red hair. My favorite thing about the trailer was the line, um, I'm not letting a man take credit for my work. As she breaks into Batman's <laughs> Batcave and acquires all of his tech, yeah. his reputation. She didn't invent it. And his skill set. But no, no, no. I'm not letting any man take credit for my work. Um, from, from a fighting point of view, I watched an interesting breakdown where... Um, she doesn't employ any of the usual lady moves with her legs in the trailer or any acrobatic spinning oh, good. or any oh, like judo. Um, she just hits things. Yeah, I like that. With her fists and yeah. a terrible boxer stance, apparently. Oh, well, she look, that's nothing to do with women. Mo- the vast no, no, I didn't. I, I meant from a trailer. I wasn't, it wasn't a level criticism of women. The in this vast bit. majority of like mainstream Hollywood actors look ridiculous throwing punches. The exception, I would say, I think the best, the best actor on TV at the moment the most convincing looking person who can do a martial arts is Katie Lowell's from White Canary from Arrow and oh, okay. um, Legends of Tomorrow wasn't expecting she that she can throw a good shape wasn't wasn't expecting uh, that what's his name isn't bad either um, the, the guy who plays Arrow Stephen John Amell. Arrow Stephen Amell is pretty good too. John Arrow classic <laughs> what's his name he's John Arrow um, yeah but she's getting her own and it, yeah it's a world without Batman Mm. Um, which is fun because they just won't pull the trigger on Batman we've had Superman just do a Batman in a series. CW just <laughs> do a Batman they series they did do a Batman series it was called Arrow Season 1 oh very good um, I saw a top 10 article which I hate but I saw one that said now that Arrow is finishing in Season 10 the top 10 arrows, green arrow stories that we'll never get to see and it should have just been the top 10 Batman stories, stories that, that we'll, we'll never, never get, get to see because that's what they did but they with just... John Arrow instead of Batman ah John Arrow yeah John Arrow is actually a pretty great, like, 1950s detective name. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? John Arrow. I'm Excuse John Arrow. me, Mr. Arrow, can you help me? <laughs> ben, speaking of um, kind of sexy androgynous people, Picard yeah. has a new series coming out. <laughs> it's Jean-Luc Picard, he's quite sexy and androgynous. <laughs> isn't he? Or is he manly? I don't he's, know. He's definitely not androgynous. You yeah, can kind of spot. Um, very weird trailer. He, it, it has, it's set on a vineyard. Or vineyard, as you say. 
but uh, it's set on a vineyard. <laughs> you do say that, I've heard you. Um, it's set on a vineyard, Ben. Hold on. But it has a lot of lens flare. <laughs> you settle yourself. <laughs> go back. Yeah, go on. What kind of pleb do you think I am going around saying vineyard? Vineyard, yes. Um, Get um, out of here. There's these flying vehicles oh. on the vineyard. What a um, bad egg. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk about Picard. The only thing worse than you is Stanley's ex-manager. Oh, that's mean. Ben, um, it's set on a vineyard or vineyard, and um, he he's making a wine, Picard Picard Company wine, which is what he wanted to do in his retirement. Fair. If you saw the original series, it's it's weird because it's set on a vineyard and nothing happens in it, and he's being interviewed by you think Gina Torres. I think it's Gina Torres. I think that's that's voice of of noted sci-fi darling. Gina Torres. I mean, we could easily find out, but we're not going to. We're, no, we're just going to. Take, to. Yes, we're going to speculate. Going to set up a Ben's retraction for next week. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing, Ben, was it was shot in the kind of J.J. Abrams way. With There's a lots ton of, of, of lens. Lots of lens flare, a bit of soft focus. I was expecting the Beastie Boys to pop in at any minute. Go, been cool. Don't you tell me to stop. I'm, I'm working I on the vineyard. I never saw that Star Trek. The, the Star Trek. The Beyond, Star Trek. What was it? Beyond Infinity Star Trek. Year. Star, it was called Star oh, Trek. Oh, it was called Star Trek. Wasn't I never it? saw that. Was it? Um, I think it was no, I think Star it was Trek. something beyond something. Was it called Star Trek? No, I think something it was Something like Star that. Trek. Anyway, anyway. It's quite the good. thing that took me out of it. I'd see it if I were you. I, I'll go check it out when I go home. Um, great podcasting. <laughs> the thing that took me out of it was the the weird robot thing looking at. They, they seem to put so much effort into the what analog. Thing? There's a harvesting robot that sprays the. Yeah, that's what's the it was just interesting that they put so much effort into the analog crates and like the the traditional wine straw that they were putting the bottles in and stuff. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it's <laughs> just a weird harvesting robot thing. They put so much effort into him walking in his his leather boots, yeah, his riding boots. I think I was all right with that. His analog rustic look. I kind of like that, Ben. There's something about that aesthetic of the the old world farminess. Fair with, with it was if you remember back, Ben, as you said earlier, love and robots. Yes. Love Death and Robots. One of the better ones had that aesthetic of farming, everything kind of hick farming, but then modern robots. It's true. It's what true. was that called? Uh, that was... I want to call it The Horde, but it wasn't called The Horde. It, it could have been, though. That would mm. have been an apt name. Mm. I can't remember what can't it was called. called. I'm excited about it, Ben. I've been kind of catching up on Discovery Season 2. Can I be honest? You can, Ben. Who originally did Star Trek? Who was the original distributor of Star Trek? Is it Fox? Paramount? Is it Paramount? How did Amazon get their hands on it? Money, Ben. Oh, money. Yeah, a big oh. load of money. They give them a big load of money. Money. <laughs> oh. Isn't Is Amazon much better than Netflix now? I don't know, Ben. When it comes to their original content and licensing. I don't know. It's the This is the era we're entering. We're entering the battle of the streaming services. Look, it's just cable with extra steps. It, well, it's the battle of the streaming services. You get your Amazon, your Hulu, your Disney. Amazon's going to win. You think well, Disney, win? Disney, and Amazon are going to be the last two standing. Pretty big. Netflix is going to go. Netflix. Are they, well, they have Jessica Jones season three coming up. Ben, does that even fucking matter? Well, they've got Jessica Jones in it. She's going to be drinking. She'd probably punch a man. And she probably won't lord it over everybody. <laughs> hey. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, but Jessica Jones is kind of the last remaining flawed female character. Yeah, she's the last last woman standing. Yeah. You're not That's real woman standing. Yeah. Do you have any other flawed female character? You probably do in like oh, we, detective series this, this, and stuff, this, this, but not No, in regular television I'm sure there's plenty, but in superheroes they're all don't exemplars. Think so. Although there aren't that many flawed male heroes either, so maybe we should stop our Carol and Yeah, to be fair, I don't think Spider-Man he's always whinging about something. He's always having a whinge. 
Thor is is pretty much Thor's a poster child for yeah. depression. <laughs> um, Peter Quill. Peter Quill. Just bad egg. Not, Peter Quill's a they've, needy little bitch. They've really, they've really flanderized him. They fucked him. He was really quite competent in Guardians of the Galaxy One. He was a bit of a dope. Yeah, but he could do. He, he was could, good at what he did. Yeah. that's why he was successful. And then it was weird to see him just get one punch so by War Avengers. Machine. Yeah, War Machine just took him out. Yeah, one punch in the head. Probably enough to kill him. Yeah, because War, War Machine's Machine a bloody mech. Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about? Um. Card, it'll be good. Yeah. Ben, speaking of things that we are... Oh, I, I haven't got a good segue for this. <clears throat> That's a shame. Um, Game of Thrones is over. People didn't like it. They were all giving out. Speaking of people whining about things, yes. Yes. <laughs> and he brings it back. The internet's full of Yeah, stuff. look. Um, the cast had an old bitch. They were like, people don't support us anymore. So the fans got together, put a petition together. They raised $25,000 for Amelia Clark's charity, which helps people who suffer from strokes. And, oh, that's nice. Um, and just to show that it wasn't the actors they had an issue with, which I thought was quite nice. That is this quite is nice. A, this is all being done through the Reddit Free Folk, which is the dedicated Game of Thrones subreddit. Mm. Um, and they kind of lead a lot of these charges. Um the original petition to have Reddit is a hive of scum and villainy, isn't it? It it, it really is the George Lucas of of internet. Um, yeah, uh, look, it was just bad. It was it, it's 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 exactly as you said, where it was a great and interesting and new TV show, and then it just became a TV show. Yeah, and but, people weren't able to handle it. And it turns out the two guys that did all the writing really needed George R. R. Martin and all his source material. Um, and as soon as they didn't have it anymore, they fucked it. I am not sure that's necessarily true. I don't think it ever could have ended satisfactorily. They could have done a little bit better than the way they did. They so. could have been, undoubtedly, but almost everything could have been done a little bit better in hindsight. I actually thought it was quite good. Except for Michael and Benjamin's podcast, yeah. which is prime podcasting. Yeah. Um, except <laughs> except some of the times. What, so what did you think of it? Are we doing full spoilers? I thought, yeah, full spoilers. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a week yeah. late. I mean, full it. spoilers. I, I, thought, I thought it was quite good, actually. I liked when the Daener- Daenerys was. Uh, I I know we're doing that next. I liked when Daenerys was at the. Stop it! I liked when Daenerys was at the the walls of the city, standing on the steps, and she had her horde of savage rapists and head to toe black armored, emotionless evil guys, and her dragon on the wall. And you kind of realized all of a sudden, and I was like. How did no one notice she was the baddie? Yeah, my my favourite thing about that was someone pointed out that there were like a crew of Unsullied or Dothraki that had to put that banner together. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a very entertaining thought. Yeah. Um, look, she was a bad egg. She was clearly the, the end, And that's okay. Yeah. I think a lot of it, Ben, is like, okay, fair enough. I saw a great little meme of a... One of those mazes, a picture of a maze. Yeah. And it's very complicated and it's like season one and season two, season three, season four, season five, season six. And then when it reaches season eight, someone just draws a line across the maze at the end. Yeah. Very clever. It's very apt. Very apt. I agree that that's true. Yeah, they fucked it. But I think the ending was fine, though. I think that was still the right ending. I think probably what annoyed a lot of people was that they abandoned so many of the, the Chekhov guns that they had set up throughout the series. That happens in series, Ben. I, I'm, I'm Every not, series I'm not ever I'm saying I'm, I'm saying that's what other people thought. I we have never had an investment in Game of Thrones on this podcast. That's true. This is the most we've ever talked yeah. about Game of Thrones. It's But that is that happens in every series. <laughs> yeah. You have to seed lots and lots of seedlings for some of them to sprout. Yeah. 
And if all of them sprout, Ben, your forest will become choked. One of my favourite memes that has come out as a result of this is... <laughs> We're going with memes, um, <laughs> Yeah, why not? Um, the moment you realise that Bucky killed more Starks than the Night King. <laughs> and it's just that yeah. famous clip from, from Winter Soldier where he's staring up at the CCTV camera. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did. Yeah, Night King was a damn squib. He was. He was. He could never have been anything more than that, to be fair. Because he was never given any voice or anything like that. He was just a big ominous... Yeah, he's just a big... He was no Thanos. He's been compared to Thanos a lot, but he was no Why Thanos. Why was he compared to Thanos? Because they were I the big think villains of, nothing, of 2019. But I can think of they nothing less equal to Thanos two than big, the Night King. Two big series, two big decade-long series both ended in 2019. Although the Marvel Cinematic Universe is in no way ended. They just... They've, also they've far superior to... Hoodwinked us all. Far superior to Game of Thrones in several ways. What was I saying there before that? Especially when it comes to villains. Before it was the thing. Oh, I read a great uh, fan ending theory from a couple of years ago that said that the Night King would launch a diversionary attack on Winterfell and, and they'd then win. And then he would attack King's Landing and zombify King's Landing and Cersei would be the Night Queen. That'd be and, good. And then Daenerys would have had to kill her. But I like Daenerys turning evil and John having to kill her instead. I, I, I remember one of my favourite ones that was John was going to be the new Night King. There has to be a Night King and yeah, John's going to take good. over. Yeah, that would have been interesting. That. And he would have been King in the North then. The prophecy yeah, would have come true. Um, I like that kind of someone has to step into the baddies role ending. That's yeah, quite it's, common. It's, yeah, it's a good it's a one though. It's a bit of a tropé. But it's a great one. Um, nothing wrong with the tropé if it's a good one. <laughs> ben, speaking of uh, good tropés, where are we? What are we doing? I don't know. Um, oh, we've had a, a, we've listener's, had a listener's tweet. A, a listener's tweet. We've had a tweet, Ben. Do you want to read the tweet there? Um, good, I, no, I notice you don't have your phone, so you can just good, pretend good, that you're reading the good tweet. Good lady friend of the podcast, mm-hmm. an all-round glop, yeah. um, Rachel, has written in to Michael and Benjamin's podcast and has said, on behalf of her good male friend, yeah. her good man friend, she'll remain nameless. gentlemanly friend, because we've never said his name on the podcast, mm-hmm. and we will continue not to say it on the podcast. Oh no, it's disappeared. Ah, because it's in the podcast friends group. Um, has there ever been a good Godzilla film? In short, no. But short, let's no, take a yes. look. In short, no. <laughs> but let's take a look. Because oh, you, I think you've wasted an opportunity for a good, very good bit there, Ben. You yeah. could have asked the question and we could have just said no, and then pretended to move on. That's almost as good as explaining what would have been a good bit. <laughs> well, I've kind of, I think, I feel that I've kind of rescued the, that no, bit there a little bit. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Godzilla's an odd one. It's Godzilla nineteen ninety nine is great. It's got the it's a lie. It's got the theme from P Diddy over over Cashmere. That's close enough. Yeah, I think you might put an extra. No, that's nothing now. Um, it has Matthew Broderick in it. Oh, noted bad egg and murderer of Northern Irish people. Yeah, Matthew Broderick got away with a six hundred dollar fine. What a dick! No good. It has Jean Reno in it. Noted nobody these days. It has Jean Reno. It has Hank Azaria from The Simpsons. Noted Simpsons voice actor Hank Azaria. It has. Does it have? Does it have a lady in it? It had a blonde lady in it, but she the faded to obscurity hair, yeah. almost immediately. She was a lesbian, wasn't she? Wasn't she um, Portia de Rossi's girlfriend before Ellen stole her? <laughs> I'm looking that up. Right? We're going to get hacked by Russia and Ellen. Um, yeah, look. It, it, and Hesh. And it could have been, I don't know. You're, you're asking the wrong guy. Anyway, anyway, Godzilla is such an interesting cultural phenomenon and the first Godzilla movie came out in 1954 in Japan mm-hmm. and 
by no means is Godzilla the first kind of kaiju, uh, kaiju being the Japanese word for monsters in this particular case. Um, there were many more before that, and they were largely inspired by the King Kongs of the world um, and the Ray Harryhausen flicks at the time. In fact, when they were coming up with Godzilla, he was originally going to be stop motion. Maria Patillo. But that it? would have taken too much time. We're ignoring you now. Uh, that would have taken too much time to do. So they came up with this big, big suit, which the stuntman could only wear for three minutes at a time due to the heavy 220-pound nature of it. Wow. That he would have to haul around and die of heat in. Suit making has come a long way. Suit making has come a long way. Our friend um, Brian could probably make a better suit than that. Almost definitely. Although he has 70 years of technological advancement to help him. Still, almost definitely. No, um, I mean, definitely. I think what's most interesting about um, Godzilla when he came out is he's he's very much a, a cautionary tale of what happens very good um, of what happens when man messes with nature it was very much a Japanese reaction to basically being absolutely obliterated as a result of World War 2 yeah it's the nuclear bomb um, big giant and he just cities. embodied that in a, in a massive way um, rather interestingly that America when they adapted that Godzilla franchise yeah. and dubbed it yeah. um, calling it uh, Godzilla Amer- uh, Godzilla King of Monsters that's yeah, where the King of Monsters thing came in exactly um, in 1956 they removed the the nuclear peril element of, course they of it um, they shoved a white actor in as a reporter because you need one of them and they removed uh, an arranged marriage subplot no. um, it's a fascinating character when they were originally designing him they designed him with a big mushroom clown head yeah, it was like no good. Uh, Two on no the good. Nose. they got rid of it and they came up with the, the lizard that we all know and love today Um he Godzilla is to Japanese culture. Godzilla is to Japanese culture and the atomic bomb what the spate of American cities being destroyed films were to America and 9-11. Yeah, Independence Day and stuff like that. Oh, Independence Day predates 9-11 though, doesn't it? Yeah. Does it? Day after tomorrow, it does, yeah, 1998. Was Independence Day? Yeah. yeah so Day it's after it's tomorrow... Oh, Man of Steel, Superman, Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Any of your kind of American cities being destroyed fetish films. Bad film. Man of Steel? Man of Steel was terrible. Oh, it's all right. Ah, get out of here. It's all right. Get out of here. It's not the worst. You Jesus Christ, Superman, loving son of a gun. Um, No, I mean, there have been several incarnations and he's grown. There's been a mountain of films. Yeah, loads of them. Um, I think it's up to 24. I think there have been 24 Godzilla films. Yeah, they're they're mass-produced schlocky B-movies. Yeah, and that's why people love them because they mm. love the, the strange dubbing and stuff like that. They've introduced us to wonderful characters. And um, By the way, I'm assuming this question was prompted in response to the new trailer star- starring Millie Bobby Brown um, to Godzilla 2, King of Monsters. Is Probably, that what it's called? I, I'd say so, yeah. Um, that makes sense. I quite like the last Godzilla. Where we? I didn't see it. I thought the only thing that upset me about it was there wasn't enough Godzilla, which I think is a good complaint to have. Yeah, that's a fair complaint. You know, like you, you, that means they've used him reasonably well. Yeah. And that they pretended like Brian Cranston was the star because Brian Cranston was hot right then. He was so hot right then. Yeah, but then he dies in the first 20 minutes. And that was a real disappointment for everyone. It was. And then it was about Aaron Johnson and uh, what's her name? Who's no good. She, his sister Aaron Johnson's real tailback what's his sister's name I don't know Scarlett Johansson no uh, Scarlett well, she's like the twins but she's bigger she's bigger Olsen than, yes Elizabeth Olsen thanks. Elizabeth Olsen uh, Man, they're, they're a husband and wife in that who would have thought that Elizabeth Olsen would be the breakthrough Olsen star at the know, end of the day amazing. she yeah. is easily the most attractive though easily yeah. she has aged like fine wine and the best at acting yes yeah, very good very good actress um 
Yeah, so that was the thing, and now we're going to get the new one because Millie Bobby Brown is so hot right now. She's so hot right um, now. Doing she's, ele- the, she's the Brian Cranston of she, 2019. She can only do 11 face. Um, that's all she's got uh, in her acting repertoire. Very irritating Twitter presence. She is a teenage girl. Stop so following teenage girls on Twitter, Ben. <laughs> but she's that just very... Probably take a lot of stress out of your life. It's going to be, yeah, probably. Probably. Um, but yeah, the, the answer to your question... Um, friend of the podcast it, not really it has I introduced thought, huge cultural elements like we got Mothra we got Rodan who is the big winged thing that we're probably seeing in Godzilla 2 um, and it gave us the one who's most famous Ghidorah which is the three headed dragon thingy Mechagodzilla Mechagodzilla is also there I doubt we're going to see Mechagodzilla that's probably Godzilla 3 hmm. we're going to get God- we Mecha- saw Mechagodzilla in famously in the most recent uh, bloody what was that called Ready Player One we did Mechagodzilla made an appearance mm-hmm. um, but to, to fully answer this question no a lot of them are kitsch schlocky I like the B movies um, that was probably the best of them that we've had but anything prior to that is purely enjoyed by people who ironically enjoy things or the Japanese or the Japanese who unironically enjoy a lot of mm-hmm. things um, but a lot of the original message of those movies has been taken away in favour of schlocky B movie tropes Ben, yeah. speaking of schlocky B-movies, yeah. we were looking forward to seeing the film Brightburn this weekend. Yes, we were. But guess what happened? What happened, Michael? It's not coming out here. Sons of bitches. I have been harassing their Twitter account and their Instagram account Because you're a good egg. Yeah, well, it's because I have a lot of free time. Um, I've been harassing them. Categorically untrue. It is untrue. Actually, it's I've been harassing them, Ben, because they've done that very famous American thing where they'll put up a post saying, Brightburn is in theatres everywhere now. And then I'll say, no, it isn't. I'll throw, let's throw back, Ben, to two years ago when Ant-Man and the Wasp wasn't in theatres. Because I, the World Fucking the Cup. The World Cup. It wasn't the World Fucking Cup, Ben. Oh, no, that was, sorry, that was what I was doing if, at that time. Sorry. <laughs> you didn't even qualify. Competing for Ireland. Last 16. <laughs> golden what, Hole. What are we doing? Brightburn. Brightburn's not coming out. You're just going to brush over yeah. my amazing Golden Hole joke? Yeah. Oh. Um, we, we, it's not out here, so we haven't seen it. Fair enough. And it's about evil Superman. It's about evil Superman. Look, there's nothing great about that concept. James, Jamie, oh, Jamie, hey. Jamie G. Jamie G was rocking up. Jamie G um, came along. James Gunn, for anyone who doesn't know who Jamie G is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's producing it. His brothers wrote it and directed it. I Obviously, he has the money in the backing to do it, so he gave it to them. Um, I was fascinated that DC hasn't had an issue with it, but according to him, they really haven't. I mean um, he's been given the, the okay he's got no blowback from it um, they do need him to finish Suicide Squad so maybe they can't rock that boat too much do you want to very quickly for us Ben tell us what Brightburn is about um, Brightburn follows the classic story of Superman where a couple who want a child are driving through somewhere um, an old meteor filled with a ship full of an alien space guy um, lands somewhere they go pick it up and they raise it as their own now what sets this one apart is very clear horror tones yeah. Very clear tension tones from the start. The woman is clearly unhinged um, based on the thing. And the dad, like most dads, I would imagine, is kind of like, fuck no, put that thing back in the rocket. Let's not do that. Like your dad. (laughs) Yeah. Who I met last week. Yeah, who you met last week. Unfortunately, my mother won that argument and I got to come home from the spaceship. (laughs) Um, 
But the real thing that separates this Ben is in this case that Superman, the Superman analog, he's a real prick. He's a real prick. He's a, an alien species that seems to be hell bent on dominating the world. Oh, you think? As opposed to, uh, I, I'm hazarding a guess that he's he's a world dominator. You think so? I don't think he is. Oh, what I do think, you think he's. He is? I just think he's a prick. I think he gets like he he doesn't have as nice an upbringing as Clark Kent, and he acts out. Oh, okay. It's not. I don't. I don't. Ben, obviously, we haven't seen it because it's not out here. It's not fucking out here, assholes. Uh, but I don't think it's uh, a treatise on what would happen if Superman was a bad, a bad, uh, a bad egg, a bad. No, not a bad egg. A bad seed. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's in, intrinsically saying Superman was good or bad. It's if Superman had had a rougher upbringing. Do you think it's a critique of the American way of right might makes right? No, I think it's a psychological study of. Uh, nature versus nurture. Ah, I I don't think it's going to be very good. <laughs> probably not. Um, we might be over fundamentally. I I think we're probably over reading this massively. Um, I think it's going to suffer from a classic case of of overpowered. Um, I'm assuming he well, has his own form of kryptonite somewhere. Isn't that, that the horror of it, Ben? Um, yeah, but I. The kid irritated me from the time that I saw him in the trailer. He's got that real weird face. The mask is cool. <laughs> He's got that real weird face that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> He's got that real weird... Anemia face. He's got anemia He's face. A, what's wrong with anemia face? A lot of people have anemia, Ben. It makes me uncomfortable. They have the, the low iron blood count. Anyway, the mask is kind of cool, but it's very James Gunny. Mm. The um, mask is it's very on the cos- nose. The mask is a bit cosmic horror-y, actually, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's a bit Cthulhu-y. Yeah, it's a bit Cthulhu. What is it? Sorry? Cthulhu. So it's, it's Cthulhu. 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 <laughs> um, ben... It's interesting what you've said there recently. I mean, relatively speaking, interesting that uh, DC didn't have a problem. Oh, good dick. <laughs> that DC didn't have a problem with them doing a Superman pastiche. <laughs> I like I said. I'm assuming they don't want to fuck up another Suicide Squad. And they're like, no problem, James. You do no what you want. You, you do, do what, what you, you want. want. You work away. But I would. Uh, it's just a very clear ripoff. There's no harm. It follows the same color grading as Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mimicking quite a few scenes from Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You it, have to remember, though, Ben, that pastiche is very much protected by copyright laws in America. Well, it, well that'll change eventually. <laughs> when Big change. Disney. When Big when Disney the, rocks up. When the Big Disney Amazon Netflix conglomerate finally takes over. Yeah. Then, then that'll be the end of pastiches. And you don't see a lot of pastiches of Mickey Mouse. Uh, no, you can't. You don't you don't you see don't a single see, goddamn one. It's very rare to see a pastiche of Mickey uh, Mouse, Ben. But on the other hand, you see many pastiches of Superman. Yeah, but you don't fuck with Disney. No, I was kind of setting you up there to lead into the topic, but you unless don't. you're in, unless you're in the World Fucking Cup. <laughs> Then you have to fuck with Mickey Mouse. It's the round three playoff. Oh, Ben, stop. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, when I stomped all over Michael's lovely bit is, you do see many knockoffs of Superman. Very good. Um, which is this week's topic. We're going to be taking a look at all the times that various comic companies have just been like, fuck it, let's make a Superman. Ben, not all the times. There are too many times. A few of the times yes. that a lot of companies said, fuck it, let's make a Superman. Um, and there's been quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's kind of hard to... To see comics the way they are without Superman in them today. He is the Mac Daddy <laughs> of the big superhero world. Um, he is the Mickey He's Mouse. He's the OG, isn't he? He's ben? the Mickey Mouse to family movies that... Uh, to He is to superheroes what Mickey Mouse is to family entertainment. Um, he's just the mascot for them. He's just the original gangster. 
the He's OG, prototype. Yeah. The the paragon yeah. of what it is to be a superhero. He's the the platonic ideal. I'm sure he came out in the thirties. It was a whole thing. It was very difficult to come out back then. Very very difficult. A very conservative. Not, not what you would call not what you would call a supportive society. No, no allies there, no. my friend. No, no allies there. Put the, except the allies of World War. Except the allies of World War One. Yeah. But like and two. We can't Where are we going? What are we doing? Come on. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Um he's the original superhero set as well. Mm-hmm. Uh superpower set. Flying Invulnerability, bulletproof. Do you want to do a thing there, Ben, about how he didn't always have those Super powers? Superhero. Yeah, so that developed over time. Originally, he could leap tall buildings in a single bound, but that mm-hmm. didn't necessarily mean he could fly. However, that's kind of a stupid superpower if you think of a guy just hopping up and down a city. That's what Hulk um, does. Yeah, Hulk is a different thing, though. He creates absolute chaos. Can you imagine if Superman was just bouncing on top of buildings with but his mass he, and durability? I and think he can. He was quite light-footed. Like he could land without wrecking oh, the shop. He'd, he'd have an old tip. Yeah, tiptoed, tiptoed, tiptoed through the city. Yeah. Um, he was faster than a speeding bullet. Um, not that fast, really. It's pretty at fast. the time. I mean, no, as fast. powerful as a locomotive. Not that powerful yeah. by today's standards. Yeah. Um, but what was interesting was Superman kind of had every power back in the day. Um, basically, whatever the story called for, he mm. could do. Um, one of the famous ones is Lois Lane needs a blood transfusion, and magically, my blood conforms to all types. Yeah, um, and he could do that. Um, he had mild telepathy if super he needed genius. it. He was he was super smart when he needed it. Yeah, and um, this is also something that uh, Grant Morrison parodied in his famous All Star mm. uh, Superman run, which is very good. But then um, eventually, Ben, they settled on kind of the. The, the, the set. standard power set. Default set. Go on, tell um, us. And the default set is invulnerability. Yeah. Bit of flying. Bit of flying. Couple yeah. of super senses. Yeah. Laser vision. Of some sort. Arctic breath. Of some sort. And just being an all-round good egg. Did you say super speed? Uh, I didn't, actually. Super speed. Super speed, super invulnerability, speed. flying, some sort of laser. Yeah. And some sort of other thing. Yeah. And those were the ones that were largely parodied and mimicked across the way as we went along through the years. Hmm. Um, and any time we come across a character that has a similar set, it's almost certainly a pastiche of a Superman. There, there. In my Ben, in in my Ben, in my reading of the situation, Ben, there are two, uh, there are two kind of distinct reasons that people do this. Yeah, that people pastiche a Superman. One is they're creating a new superhero universe, and when you create a new superhero universe. The easiest kind of original, most powerful, big gun superhero to make in your new universe OG is to do a, a Superman. Yeah. And the other reason mm-hmm. is to have your heroes fight a Superman. Yeah, because he's the big bad. Yeah, because you're like, we want to test our superheroes against the iconic, archetypical Superman. Su- Superman. Yeah. So that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll make up a Superman. Yeah. It's pretty simple stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a good way of doing it. A perfect example of that would be Omni-Man from Invincible. I pronounce it Omni-Man. Why? Like the Omniplex in North Dublin. No, you, uh, I see what's happened here. You're applying high, Hiberno-English uh, language patterns. To, yeah, yeah. To, yeah. Omni-man. Omni-man. <laughs> Omni-man. Oh, come here, Omni-man. Come here, Omni-man. <laughs> Would you stop bleeding, killing all those uh, guardians of the universe? Yeah, bleeding. Yeah, bleeding dope. Omni- dope. <laughs> Omni-man, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Do you know what? You're a prick, Omni-man. <laughs> um, anyway... <laughs> Omni Man um, yeah. is Invincible's daddy in the comic book Invincible. In the comic book Invincible, this is the, this and, is the longest stretch we've ever gone without talking about Invincible. So I'm glad it's um, back. <laughs> and what's what's interesting about that is um, in the opening issues of a series that came out a long time ago. So I'm going to mm. spoil it fully. He kills all the Justice League um, parodies. Yeah, 
um, that exist in that They're universe. They're a bit of a looser Justice League parody than a lot of the Justice League pastiches. In, in, in that they occasionally make some of the characters black or female. Well, there's no Justice League equivalent of uh, Immortal, the Abraham Lincoln no. character. No, yeah, that's fair. And, yeah, the, I mean, the, it is a Justice League pastiche, but it's a little bit looser than some. Yeah, fair enough. There's not, like, Wondrous Woman and no, there's the Martian Man Well, there, is, there was a Martian... Oh, no, they're not directly yeah. cobbled. Yeah, like, Martians are all alive in the Invincible Universe. Mars is a whole... Thriving planet Taken over by brain parasites Yeah they were creepy They used to freak me out Because as we've dis- Mentioned before On this podcast Don't, don't like do parasites, parasites. Yeah. yeah but Omni-Man Sorry go on Omni-Man. Sorry um, So Omni-Man One of the interesting things About Omni-Man is He parodies What many artists Used to think An older Superman Would look like With a moustache um, With a moustache He always has a moustache mm. And the distinguished Grey hair marks yeah, Just below the temples That's true um, And he parodies all that And uh, very, uh, uh, bleh, excuse me. Um, very many infinite on Crisis Earth storylines and that kind of thing. Um, they would often look at another world, Earth Two, where he had settled down with Lois Lane and he'd and grown a mustache, started a family, and grown a mustache and had grey hair just below the temples. Yeah. So it was interesting to see that. Anyway, he serves a rather uh, vindictive, evil race of space aliens. Yeah, uh, called the Viltrumite. Vil- Trilomites. Viltrumites. Viltrumites. Um, they've all got mustaches. They do. <laughs> except for the women. <laughs> except for the women. They're just rapists. <laughs> They're just, oh, yeah, shit. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was unpleasant. Oh, oh. And he had to keep the child. And he yeah, doesn't recognize she becomes the an, child. She becomes an ally and stuff. It's, and it's the weird. child becomes a real bad egg in later years because he was the product of a family they didn't want doesn't he turn around though and turn good I can't remember it's hard because they did they, they did it at Game of Thrones at the end of Invincible and they rushed it <laughs> they, oh. they fucked it Ben um, the, the Invincible universe is full of Superman then Omni- uh, Invincible himself is a Superman pastiche yeah Alan Alan the alien Alan the alien is a bit of a Superman a bit of a Martian Manhunter as bit well. of a Martian Manhunter a bit of everything but they all have the the Superman power set is quite common in that universe yeah it's the the, the go to bulletproof is like a weaker Superman a yeah. super boy if you will yeah um, yeah so I mean he's all over that one others have been more creative with how they adapted uh, the Man of Steel so um, one of the ones that I enjoy is, is Blue Marvel from mm, from, Marvel. from Marvel yeah um and originally he was created with a different... So almost exactly the same, except he has super intellect all of the time. He's a, a genius. Yeah. Um, and what was interesting... And he can shoot antimatter rather than lasers. But yeah. It, I mean, it's still just shooting a thing. Much of a muchness. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things about that is when he originally appeared in the Marvel Universe, it was supposed to be during the 60s. Yeah. Um, and he wore a full costume that covered his entire identity. Yeah. Because... Guess what? A black man saving white people would be scandalous. Yeah, you forgot to say he was black. Uh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Blue Marvel is... <laughs> sorry. Um, I just don't see people that way, Michael. Yeah, that's right. Um, except that I do all the time and frequently put my foot in my mouth on this podcast. Um, but he's uh, black, obviously. Um, and the interesting thing about that was they looked at America during the 50s and 60s yeah. when he would have been massively segregated against when he took off the costume and is um, lauded almost universally when he has the costume on. Um, And it was supposed to kind of investigate um, really the way that that was looked at at the time, how race um, was so tense in America at that time. And I suppose he's quite a relevant character these days because all those racial tensions are still there. And and he's back. But he doesn't wear a mask anymore. He doesn't wear a mask anymore because... He's one of the most powerful superheroes currently, isn't he? Um, He is. He's he's ridiculously overpowered. He's He's sentry level. He's up there with sentry and Hyperion. Oh no, he's like top shelf yeah. superhero material same as Alan 
Same as Alan. Yeah, Alan's ridiculous. Alan's terrible ridiculous name for character. Superhero. Alan is terrible name for um, Speaking of, yeah. Marvel has has Superman coming out their wazoo. Uh, yeah, they have quite a few. They've ripped them off a fair few they, times They now. did. Now, in fairness, DC has quite a few Marvel characters oh, running absolutely. around Oh, well. absolutely. There's a Spider-Man one called Vibrate now, or Vibrance. Or, or the Vibrator. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but it, Vibe. Sorry, his name is Vibe. Vibe is is uh, Cisco Ramon, isn't he? No, I've gotten something wrong. You've there's got, there's you've a new one who can up. teleport, and he's basically Spider-Man with a few extra steps. Mm. Um, I can't remember what it's called now. My, Brian Michael Bendis wrote him. Ah, classic Brian Michael. He's can't. a big super Spider-Man fan. He's a big Spider-Man fan, but he doesn't work for that company anymore. I see. Ben, Sorry, that often on. happens, actually. Yeah. When people transfer across companies, they, they, they bring a pastiche of their old character. Yep. Uh, my favourite Superman pastiche in Marvel is Hyperion um, he's very silly it, it, there have been six or seven versions of him which I think is hilarious yeah because sometimes he's uh, from an alternate universe sometimes sometimes he's from the same universe sometimes sometimes he's from another more different alternate universe and sometimes he's from another more more different alternate universe yeah so he's an interesting one for Several reasons. First of all, when they rebooted his origin in one of these many origin reboots for Hyperion, mm-hmm. his kind of standard one at the moment, or has he been rebooted again? I'm not sure. But anyway, he was taken in by the US government as opposed to Man Pa Kent um, and raised as an asset to the United States government. Um, well, that current one, the current one is a clone. I think. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, or maybe not like a direct biological clone. But is this where Phil of, Coulson is a is yeah, bad egg? Coulson, it's Coulson. Coulson. Um, actually, Coulson is how it's pronounced in the comics. So uh, I'll let you have oh. that. Oh, oh, really? No, of course not. Oh, really? <laughs> how smug that's made you. Oh, really? <laughs> um, I, uh, my favourite one is the Squadron Supreme one, obviously. Did you read the Squadron Supreme by Mark Grunwald? I have a few issues of the Squadron Supreme in my house somewhere I remember reading it and going this is just lazy Justice League well Ben you see oh you're so millennial sometimes when that was done the idea of a Justice League pastiche was quite new I'd like to point out that I'm millennial all the time simply by birth yeah I know Uh, Mm. but the the idea of a Justice League pastiche was quite new and that was the first really? yeah really? yeah really? yeah and that was the first kind of like I credit the the Squadron Supreme with a lot of influence on the likes of Watchmen oh okay Uh, wait was the Squadron Supreme before Watchmen? I think it was hold on let me just check that's fascinating but um I didn't know this at all they did the whole uh, the the Squadron Supreme was the Justice League basically you had Hyperion who was Superman you had Warrior Woman or whatever the heck her name was the Wizard Doctor Spectrum the Wizard you can tell but Ben they were they lived in a world where they decided they were fed up with governments doing things wrong and with supervillains always coming back and they decided to make a permanent change. The authority. The authority, Ben. Mm. Uh, The the fathers, in many ways, of modern comics and, um, you know, they they thought they were doing bad things for a good reason and so on and so forth. Very... uh, very influential. Mm, seem to seem to have spawned a whole bunch of tropes. But then, then they died or something, or they got wiped out, and now Hyperion's back and he's Thor's mate. But I think oh, he, Thor's mate. Yeah, him and Thor become best friends in the Jonathan Hickman end of the world arc. Okay, they become best mates because they're like both gods and bezo mates. Everyone else can't really understand them. Okay, and he dies, I think. Hyperion then, or Thor? Both, because everyone dies, and but then they got reborn in. 
Um, this sounds very Marvel. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting uncomfortable now. <laughs> it's very Marvel. Um, very Marvel. Yeah, he's an interesting character. Um, all the same sets. He's more powerful than Superman. 1985. Near as I can tell. Yeah, just before. Just before. Um, he's more powerful near as I can tell than Superman. No one's more powerful than Superman because anytime someone's more powerful than Superman, they just make Superman more powerful. Yeah, that's true. Okay, fair enough. Uh, speaking of Marvel ripoffs that have interesting power levels, Sentry is a big one, kind of yeah. a pastiche in a very different way, a bit more like Captain Marvel. There is a certain Captain Marvelness to him, the dual identity, yeah. but he's a triple identity in this case. Oh, he's all kinds of broke. Um, yeah, I mean, he exists there as well. He was there for a long time. I'm not sure if there's anybody else from the, the Marvel universe that, that does that kind of thing. What? Um, Superman ripoffs. Any other? It's on the table. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you, well, looking you at made you. into that one. You, that was Gladiator, your choice. Ben. That was your choice. Uh, look at him. Gladiator is, at least in costume terms, the most obvious um, Superman look. He's got the blue and red. He's got the yellow symbol. The mohawk that the Superman mohawk, is famous for. Purple skin. The <laughs> smugness. Know, classic, classic smugness. Um, what fascinates me about him is that his power level is directly related to how confident he is, which yeah. is traditionally how all men operate in the bedroom. Very but, good. Know, in, in this the, particular case. In the fucking World Cup. <laughs> in the fucking He's, World Cup. He was the 1979 fucking World Cup champion, actually. <laughs> Due to his high level of confidence. Then he got the um, yips. And <laughs> that was it. And then didn't ever really record. And he fucked it, or didn't is the case, maybe. Ben... <laughs> A lot of excellent. A lot of uh, Marvel kind of Superman tile characters have a kind of confidence based power weakness. There's, uh, there's, what's his name? What's his name? Gladiator. Gladiator. Kid Gladiator. Kid Gladiator. Who's his son? His teenage son. Yeah. So he's never lacking in confidence. And uh, Captain Britain. Oh, Captain Britain! I forgot about Captain Britain. Hmm. Um, I found his run on uh, Quite Lady feminine. Thor very good. Um, Thor when Jane Foster was Thor, Thor. Thor was I enjoyed watching the interaction between him and his gods and how they questioned fundamentalism and blah blah, blah all yeah. that stuff um, he's an interesting parable I think he's usually brought in as a big gun mm. um, very recently executed by Hela he got a big old sword shoved through his chest in the Did new he? Guardian of the Galaxy run he's still alive but he's just very weakened. Um, I think you've misunderstood what executed means there. Yeah, I, I sorry, misuse executed. But um, he it was an attempted execution. Right, of, stabbed. Of, yeah, straight through the chest by a big old Hela sword. Mm-hmm. Um, Hela is now dating Thanos and is bringing him back from the dead. Oh, good. Uh, which makes a lot of sense if yeah. you think about it. Um, other notable ones that we've kind of seen throughout different things would be Apollo from The Authority. He's Superman, but he's gay. He's Superman, but he's gay and blonde. Yeah, I read one thing that said Apollo was more akin to the Ray than to Superman, but that's bullshit, post fact nonsense. Because he was—he's yeah. a Superman analog. He's a solar powered Superman. Alien. He's Superman. He's a super powered he's a blonde yeah. Superman. He does all the stuff. He's, he's got a, rays that shoot out of his hands instead of his eyes. No, they shoot out of his eyes. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. He's a Nietzschean Superman, Ben. There you go. Yeah, that's fine. That's You'd probably be happy with that. Pretty good for him. The Wildstorm, universe, the Wildstorm universe had four Superman pastiches. That's a bit much, isn't it? It had uh, Apollo. It had the Majestic. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that Who one. was Superman if he was a kind of warlord. Yeah. A militaristic prick. Okay. Uh, it had the High, who was a kind of 1930s style Superman. Oh. He, he wore a little short cape. He had there was a bit of a Captain Marvel about him as well. Touch of the Marvels. And there was, what was his name? Extreme Maximus or something like that, who was much more of a Captain Marvel type oh, character. There you go. Um, oh, that's a lot. 
Yeah, they had a lot. That's a lot. They had a lot of different Superman um, pastiches. And then, of course, naturally, because Superman is kind of the big OG, you get a lot of Edgelord uh, parodies. For example, Garth Ennis' Homelander, who we've covered on the podcast last week. Yeah, he's some Homelander sort of is a real rapey son of a bitch. He's like Captain America and Superman combined into one. Yeah, and it's real uncomfortable. There's so also much rape in that comic. I went back and read some of it. Like, so, so unpleasant. So unpleasant. So Garth Ennis. Unple- very unpleasant. Garth! <laughs> get away from that window, Garth. Get away from the window, Garth! The, the soundproofing is working. Signal the effect that I'm shouting out at yeah, yeah. Garth. Oh, that's horrible. That's oh. horrible. Oh. Um, I do you remember Irredeemable? Yeah, where they wrote these these um, parodies. Where yeah, so there was two. There was Irredeemable and then Incorruptible or something, some, like, that, something yeah. like that. And one was where the Superman of that world went bad. And the main villain of that world, the Lex Luthor type villain of that world, mm-hmm. went good. Yeah. To fill the void. So they swapped roles. Yeah. Um, that was quite good. Yeah, that was quite interesting. Mark Miller took an L crack at it. He did Superior, I think was the name of his one. Yeah. Asian kid who could transform into a superhero, very mm-hmm. much Captain Marvel, Superman-esque. Yeah. Um, it was no good because it was Mark Miller back when he was just doing whatever he wanted. <laughs> I thought that um, Irredeemable was Mark Miller, but it's not. It's Mark Wade. Mar- it's Mark Wade. Classic Mark Wade. Yeah. Classic Mark Wade. There are all kinds of parodies of them as they go along because you can't... Everyone loves... Like I said, you get those Edgelord parodies where people are like, oh, but what if he wasn't a good guy? I mean, even DC itself... Red Sun. ...has done... Red Sun is great, in fairness. Red Sun... Red Sun isn't... You've contradicted your own self there. No, I haven't. You've contradicted your own self. The the Edgelord editions make him into a psychotic kind of overpowered dickbag, whereas Red Sun takes him, exposes him to a different political way of thinking mm-hmm. and then sees what would happen there he's not actually a dickbag in that he's just an, author- an authoritarian Bruce Wayne's a dickbag though isn't he yeah he is he traps him and does a whole bunch of stuff ties up Wonder Woman fucking dirty stuff is that Mark Miller again? Yeah, I think so. What's wrong with him? <laughs> he just fucks with Superman Mark Miller and, and Garth Ennis have some issues They've ah oh, lad imagine getting them in the tiny room that'd be such an uncomfortable <laughs> podcast um yeah, anyway. It's not everyone, Ben. I think, well, it's not. It's definitely not everyone, Michael. It's everyone. It's definitely not everyone. But um, if if I had my way, it would be. But it's not. Uh, just see if there's anything left on my list. There. No, there's not. We're good. List free since 93. Have we missed any major Superman parodies that we could hear about? I think from other comics. Oh, um, no, but... Astro City. What's his Astro name? Astro City. I can't remember. Superior? Supreme? Supreme. No, I Supreme think. was, wasn't Supreme the bloody, the, the guy who can't, can't draw feet guy? Oh, Leafield. He was Leafield, wasn't he? He could be. It's hard to keep up. Who was the Astro City Paragon? Para, Paragon? Paragon would be a, a suitable oh, name. Oh, I'm for looking at kind of thing. You yeah, can spin your wheels there. Well, I'm going to spin my wheels. Did we miss anybody? Um, did we miss anything that we could have talked about? Do you have any alternate types of Superman from the DC world that you like in a similar vein to Red Sun? Let us know. Bizarro. Bizarro's great. That's just a funny character. Um, let us know down below and tell us what you think. Um, if we miss out on anybody else. Um, do you think there's any good Godzilla films? Let us know down below. I don't think there are, but we could be wrong there. And we're far from the authority on all things comic books, so let us know. Not very good, the authority is Samaritan. Um, that's a terrible name. Uh, anyway, that's us for this week. As always, we are on iTunes, we are on YouTube, Spotify. we are on Spotify, we are on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. And now you can get even more bang for your book from the Michael and Benjamins podcast and Tiny Room Productions by listening to our other podcast, Collecting oh, yeah. Issues. Collecting uh, get ready because we're going to launch the next title tomorrow, so you'll hear from us about what we're covering next Tell week. Tell them about our Collecting website, Ben. Uh, we also have a brand new website on Squarespace. We spent money on it, so go look at it, please. Oh. <laughs> um, it is Shomrabyug.com. 
seoam.com with no spaces. Uh, S-E-O-M or A for anyone that doesn't speak Gaelic. B-E-A-G with no space. Um, and then you can go check out all our stuff there where we give you a little tour of the tiny room soon. Um, that's up and coming. You can check out all our different podcasts and all the things that we're getting up to. So yeah, and as always, you can check out the Instagram to get in touch with us as directly as possible. Okay, that's it from us. Bye. Bye.